0: The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Everybody, this is Bill Friday with another edition of Larry doesn't play here anymore, and finally I have across the desk from me Ron McGui. Ron, good morning.
1: Good morning. Good day. Good to see you. Good to good to be here. As we've said many times, it's good to be anywhere. <laughs> I, I wondered if you would say that. This well, morning. I did. You know, it's it's uh, August the eighth, and the sun is shining. It's been a well, as we all know, if we're listening locally, she's been an up and down summer weather-wise, and we're making the turn for Labor Day. Bill. Yeah, we're, we're uh, it's, it's gone by very quickly,
0: hasn't it? At least in in my books, it has. It's gone by so quickly,
1: and uh, there hasn't been really any hot days at all. Sporadic, and I remember in early spring listening to one of the prognosticators, weather prognosticators that said it was going to be a cooler-than-normal summer and wetter-than-normal. And was he right? I think he was bang on. He was bang on, for sure. We, get, we haven't had to water the lawn this year, you know. Not at all. And I work over at the links of Georgian Sands in the West End, and fine a fine track, I must say. But what a challenging spring. And We were closed for 10 days. The course was literally flooded, and we're not alone. And there was a point where... The potato crop was flooded in Alliston, and I thought, "Holy smokes!" But it's amazing when you do get a run of dry weather. How quickly, I mean. And we literally need rain here in the beach right now. Yeah,
0: we do. We do. But uh, now, so tell me a little bit about the potato
1: crops. Are, are we going to have problems there? <sighs> not being not being much of a farmer, I don't know. I don't know whether, you know, whether because they they had such flooding down in the Alliston area, that part of New Tecumseh. Whether, they, whether it's a question of they're going to need to have the crop in longer or... It'll be interesting. I mean... Does that mean our French fry prices will go up? Is that... Well, you know, if it is with agriculture... <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I, I'm, I'm... We'll see. Uh, but, but, Ron, what's going on with the Blue Jays? Well, we've passed the trade deadline. Uh, they didn't do any blockbuster, uh, you know... Um, Trades or relieving themselves of salary, they moved a few people. I think they moved Liriano out, and they moved out. Um, they moved out a few people, but nothing. There was no Josh Donaldson movements or Tula Tulawiskis or Martins. And I, 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 the, the best I can figure is they're not. They're not going to clean house and start fresh. They are going to try and retool this team. Build around the pitching staff, which I think is still still has a lot of potential. Obviously, Aaron Sanchez has had a disastrous year with this blister issue.
0: Actually, most of the pitchers have had not a good year, I would say.
1: Well, no, they haven't, but they haven't been supported by an offense no, that used true. to hit home runs all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's and I think, you know, Marcus Stroman has pitched well. Estrada's had some issues. Jay Happ's a good pitcher. They're not. I don't think they're going to dump any of those at this stage. Obviously, we can still make some moves. But everybody knows that Jose Bautista is not coming back, and they have to acquire some hitters that can get on base with consistencies and hit singles and doubles. Because if you live by the you live by the long ball, you'll die by it.
0: Now, tell me about the game on Sunday. Uh,
1: the well, the game, six to six three lead with Marcus Stroman. is a wonderful yeah. game.
0: I mean, I, you know, to me, they they had this in the bag. It was it was a win. And and they they would have won the series by doing that they against would. against the top team in baseball.
1: The seventy and forty,
0: Houston Astros. Exactly, and so then what happened? You know.
1: Well, this is take a look at Roberto Osuna's season. He hasn't had physical issues. He has had an emotional problem, and whether it was anxiety, but whatever his issues are, it has affected his pitching. He's had a decent year. But his everybody that watches that team says his velocity is down in his fastball. Instead of 96 and 98, he's he'll come out one day and throw that that heat, and then the other day, like Sunday, it'll be 92. There's an old adage that a baseball manager is not going to win you many baseball games. Yeah, the lineup is the lineup. If you got if you have talent, most guy, most managers can trot them out there. Where they have the most impact is is in the late innings, deciding on when to pull pitchers, when to use your bullpen, and how to use it. And I don't think that Sean Gibbons is managing Asuna properly. I'm not saying he pitched Saturday, one inning was lights out, one, two, three. I thought, well, maybe they shouldn't use him again, but why not? He's 22 years old, he's strong. However, if after the first two batters, he appears to not have it, maybe you can, you've still got a lead, get him out of there. And and baseball has changed so dramatically. I I was I work at I work at the, the golf Georgian Sands and I, with some wonderful uh, players, assistants or marshals who are have been around the game longer than I have. And we had a long discussion the other night about how much the game has changed from you know the '70s, the late '60s, the mid '60s. <laughs> pitchers used to pitch 300 innings and pitch complete games. The game has changed now. All they want is six innings. The
0: the, the years of Sandy
1: Koufax and Bob Gibson, and, and
0: Bob Gibson,
1: yeah, for sure. They used to complete games, complete games. Nolan Ryan, on and on and on. Ferguson yeah. Jenkins, yeah. These guys were horses. The 1969 Baltimore Orioles had four 20 game winners: Mike Cuellar, Jim Palmer, Pat Dobson, and Dave McNally. Four guys that won twenty games. I know. know. And when they started to come up with the idea of relief pitchers, they'd bring them in in the seventh, and they'd pitch three innings. It wasn't this constant in and out. We're a little off topic. Not not that we ever do that. (laughs) So the Blue Jays, as we stand today, are five and a half games out of a wild card. The division is gone, and I, I don't think there's no there's no point in making more trades or more deals at this point. Play out the season. Everybody says, "Well, all they have to do is win ten in a row." It seems, it seems to me
0: that there is a a problem with head, with management, with office management, if you will. It just seems that there is something missing with this team.
1: Well, I think they got caught with their pants down, Bill. I don't, I don't think that any management could have forecasted the amount of injuries they had coming out of spring training. And once everybody got healthy, they're not having very good years. Two uh Donaldson, Martin. The, what, obviously, Justin Smoke has been the highlight of the offensive year. Yeah. yeah. So if you put all that together, it's it's a combination of I don't know, but not bad yeah. luck, and and a farm system I guess that's not deep enough to right now to bring up some young hitters.
0: Yeah. It just seems that uh, bringing in these uh, these. Uh, Head office guys from Cleveland. Uh, it seems to me that things have fallen apart. You know, well, so I have they're no, just uh, not playing
1: right. Well, well, is it the is it there's not the right talent there, or are they being coached and managed improperly? Uh, they have some big decisions to make in the off season, and their fan base is. I mean, there's they are still number one in attendance. The the TV numbers are good. I, I don't think you should dump everybody and start fresh. I don't think. The support will be there. And um, so. You know, they show flashes of going on a run, but.
0: Yeah, so there's no hope in us even making a wild card team.
1: Well, would, you know what? It might be one of the worst things possible if they somehow caught fire, 110 in a row, got into a wild card position, and people would think, oh, they're fine. Let's leave it as it is and start the season with the same gang. I don't think so. And you know, um, people say, "Oh, they should have never got rid of Edwin Car- and Carnacion. They should have spent the money. Rogers has the money." Well, Eddie's 33 years old, and I hate to say it, but in today's sporting world, by the time you're 33 and 35, maybe because they start so young, their skills start to diminish. There's very few 40-year-old, 38-year-old, extremely productive hitters. Um, and he's not—he's having a fine year in Cleveland, but it's not—he's not having a great year. Cleveland's a good baseball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins both built that organization in Cleveland. Before we go too hard on them, well, let's give them another couple years. See what happens. Yeah, but maybe
0: their um, maybe their method of operating is something that isn't going well with the with the team itself.
1: Well, there are behind the scenes things that we're not privy to. Absolutely, and these guys are highly paid prima donnas in a lot of ways and. They call the shots. It's 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 curious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good baseball stories out there, Houston. I mean, the, this Aaron Judge guy for the Yankees. Is, oh wow! Uh, I think we're gonna have some fine fall baseball, but I don't believe. I don't think the Jays are gonna be part of that. Having said that, <laughs> it's as Yogi said, it's never over till it's over, right. and they're not mathematically eliminated. So let's ho- let us let's have hope. Much like our weather, maybe we're gonna have. Eight weeks of spectacular weather as we go into the fall, and we'll all be in front of our televisions on September 23rd, biting our fingernails like we were last year. I'd be thrilled. Wouldn't that be something? It would. Not going to happen.
0: Not going to happen. Okay. Let's talk a little bit golf. Can we do that?
1: Yeah, we'll have golf. We're heading for Quail Hollow, just south of Charlotte, North Carolina, for the PGA Championship, our last of the four majors with a pretty compelling storyline that I really wasn't aware of. There's a golfer named Jordan Spieth, who you you have championed even when he went a little dry. He is about to, if he wins the PGA, become the youngest player in the history of the game to have won all four of the majors. Yes. I wasn't aware. Yes, yes. And and I, I am aware of the ones that have. And they're named Bobby Jones, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods.
0: Well, where's all Arnold Palmer in us?
1: Arnold didn't win all four. No, he didn't. He didn't
0: win what? The PGA Championship, I think. Uh-huh.
1: Phil's, Phil's still waiting. He's right on the doorstep, stuck on three, because he's never won the U.S. Open. Rory's won three, but he's never won the Masters. And I was watching Jordan Spieth recently, right after, well, up through the British Open, uh, his game is real good. I know. He's real good.
0: He's a, you know, I, I I think his caddy is real good, too. His caddy is, you know,
1: really, really good. They a good pal out, and a good, you know. Much like Bones Mackay was for years with, with Uncle Phil. That's right. That's right. So it's, uh, you know, they people say, well, you know, it's the PGA. It doesn't have the same allure as the others. Sorry, it's a major, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And this is a good, this is an interesting golf course. They closed it. They used to have a tournament there. They it was a stop, regular stop on the tour, and this year they've actually they had the golf carts closed up until now, and they did some reconfiguring because they were getting this championship, and they have to be ready for these guys that hit it three eighty what, now. What, what would the members uh, say to that? Uh, I think they looked after them well and moved them over to some place, and they don't mind playing on a golf course that's hosted a major. I think it does. I think it, it's good prestige for a golf course. And, you know, we have a, there's good storylines. I mean, Spieth is, of course, probably going to be the favorite. Uh McElroy is playing well again. Uh, you know, all those guys. There is, I mean, Hideki Matsuyama, who just won a World Golf Championship, is a heck of a player. Heck of a player, obviously. He's, he's won more than people know. I know. And they, 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 if I'm not mistaken, did he not shoot 63 or something on Sunday? Have, 61. Real, Sixty one on a on a, on a, on a,
0: 60, 61 he shot and and he his apparently his his practice out on the range was terrible it was awful I he can relate spray, to that he was spraying shots all over the place and he gets up to the first tee and he sprays that you know the very first shot it
1: was a bad shot he recovered and shot a sixty one and you know how these guys are. Probably not happy because well, if I would have played the first hole better, I could have maybe got a fifty nine. Fifty nine. No, no. He's he's uh, yeah. you're right, he's under the radar, but he's a very talented guy. It's uh it it should be very it'll be entertaining. I don't I'm not picking anybody. I uh, hopefully the weather's good. You're not gonna there.
0: pick Jordan? You're
1: not gonna Well, I I'm on a bad run picking sports team or picking um, uh, picking winners lately, so uh, I I tend to if I pick somebody they go in the tank. So I'm not gonna I, I don't mind Jordan Spieth. He seems like a nice kid, so I, I'm not gonna pick him because I think he's loose. handling himself quite well. Actually, well, 22 years old. Oh, come come, come on. on, yeah, he's yeah. about the same age as Roberto Asuna. Yeah, and uh, yeah, look what look what happened to him on Sunday. <laughs> well, you know, again, close closers. That's you're gonna have those days. Yeah, yes,
0: yes, you are, and the golfers are gonna have those days as well.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the Canadian side of golf is good. Uh, Brooke Henderson is continuing to mature into a fine player. And these guys like Adam Hadwin, are they're, they're good players. They're, they're always, there's not, There's seldom is there a tournament where we don't have a Canadian that's up there in the top ten of the tournament. They seem to be yeah. knocking on the door. Yeah,
0: they seem to be, yeah. I think if uh, Adam Hadwin could uh, control his, his temper, he would be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's well, boy. That's that's so true. Uh, did you watch any of the Canadian Open?
0: I did. I did.
1: Yes. It, it was a, It was. Com- yeah. It was fairly compelling. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have you ever gone to Glen Abbey to see?
1: I've never set foot on Glen Abbey. Yeah, really. And I should because apparently its its days are numbered. Well,
0: it, yeah, perhaps. But it's it's a great golf course. Is it
1: a real good course? Yes. You, have you played it?
0: I have not played it. I've been there many times. But I have not played
1: it. Did you volunteer there for any of the opens? No, no. You no. just had the privilege of I had to attending. Pay.
0: I had to pay. You had to pay. had to pay. I had to pay, actually. Gosh, not a bad word. I know, yeah. I know. Anyway, the, uh, what I was going to say about Brooke Henderson, mm-hmm. she's from Smith Falls. Oh, yes, 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 just down the road. From Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, my hometown. Uh, she's...
1: I think she's barely nineteen. I now. can't
0: believe somebody from Smith Falls is that good, you know.
1: Well, I'm telling you, she is that good, mm-hmm. and that's a real tough tour with the uh, the amount of fine Asian players, wow. women. It's 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 remarkable,
0: and, uh, and some
1: fine Americans at this point. Too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, no, no, it's a it's a it's a. Um, you went on there. You, well, you went on any of these tours so locally. We had a uh, over at Bateau Creek in beautiful Nottoway... Uh, just last week, the Great Lakes tour was in town, and they they took over that golf course for for three days. The Great Lakes Tour is a very 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 secondary type tour it 's for guys that are very you know they 're low handicappers uh, but they 're probably not going to make it onto the web com so it 's a way that they can get out and compete uh, in, in a real tour mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there is there mm-hmm. are some significant prizes, but it 's nothing nothing huge. Mm-hmm. But uh, my former general manager uh, from over at Wasega Sands um, Twin Creeks, Errol Smith, is now running the, the course down at Bateau. And uh, it was it was a good event for them. And um, uh, other than the gale force conditions on Saturday, I, I I played golf on Saturday at our golf course, and I've never played in, in winds that high. It was absolutely the ball was moving on the greens type of a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you were. You probably weren't out and about. It was chilly. No,
0: no, but I, yeah. But I played in weather like that, it's, where the ball does move on the green. You know, so.
1: that, those are tough conditions. I mean, mm-hmm. I have great respect for these guys that play in the British Isles and those in those gales. Yeah. It yeah. is—it's a tough game on a beautiful day like this. Let alone wins mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, so well, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend, and uh, it'll be—it'll be quite historical good. if he uh, gets that slam. It's not in the same year, calendar year slam, but it's a career slam. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not like a real grand slam, but anyway, oh,
1: that 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 is a record that is going to be yeah. tough, tough to. I know,
0: I know. Uh, are we through playing golf? Well,
1: we're not through playing golf. I plan to play right through till uh, American uh, American Thanksgiving. Okay. If, if, I, if my weather predictions are right. Okay, that's. Uh, but last, there's another last
0: Thursday in November.
1: Yeah. I'll hold you to that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you how I shot. Okay. There's another league that's up and running that's heading toward Labor Day, which is sort of the halfway point of the season. It's the Canadian Football League. Oh, are are they still playing football? Oh, are they still playing football? Marvelous new stadiums. The whole league, if you look at the new stadium that's been built in the last five years, Tim Hortons Field in Toronto, of course, um, uh, reconfigured and, 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 and a good place to watch football. New stadium in Winnipeg. They reconfigured the BC place out there and they unveiled a fabulous new, uh, in Regina, the old Taylor Field is, is, I forget what the corporate name is, but it's, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, it's it's a fabulous facility. And of course, football has never been more alive and well anywhere past the Manitoba border. Um, Edmonton is... Probably they're playing in Commonwealth Stadium still, which at one point held fifty thousand. So that's probably going to be the next stop for a a stadium out there. We have a nice facility in Ottawa. Well, that's brand new as well. That came in this wave. It's uh, brand
0: new. It's uh, not uh, like the old Lansdowne Park that uh, I used to hop the fence to see the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders, by the way. Yes. The Rough Riders. The Rough
1: Riders. But I I have uh, anybody that I've spoken to that's been to that park and that whole entertainment complex around it. Two thumbs up over there, good job Ottawa. They're hosting yeah. the Grey Cup this year and they'll do a fine job. It's so it's heartwarming to me being a lifelong CFL fan to see football back in Ottawa. They won the Grey Cup. Yeah. They com-
0: if, if you were to drive through Lansdowne Park like I did a, a year ago, mm-hmm. I used to live just a, a stone's throw. A pitching basically. wedge from the yeah, park? Yeah, basically that. And uh, we used to go there all the time. And, and it, it's just an amazing transformation that they have, that they've done there at, uh, at Lansdowne Park. I used to play, by the way, we, I, I played
1: junior football right on that field. So there you go. I was there once, once for an Eastern semifinal in 1975. Uh, we, my friends and I, we loaded up the car and followed the cats up there, and of course, lost to the riders. So the, the stadia are in good shape. The West, uh, now, from on the field performances, uh, some surprises. Uh, The East is, for lack of a better word, terrible. Um, The Argonauts are probably in first place in the East, and they've won three games. The defending champion Ottawa Red Blacks have won one football game and tied one. The Montreal Alouettes have won two football games. That only leaves one more team in the East to talk about. You talk about the Blue Jays, no one forecasting that. The 0-6 Hamilton Tiger Cats, fresh off two weeks ago, a 60-1 loss to the Calgary Stampeders. <coughs> the listenership knows I bleed black and gold. I love them, but I'm also serious problems there, and it is time to fire. I, I have a little pool going. Who's going to get fired first? John Gibbons or Kent Austin, the coach of the Tiger Cats? I know a little bit about football. You've played the game. when a team loses 60 to one, it tells me they've quit.
0: Yeah, but Ken Austin is a winner.
1: You know what? He is a winner. you got to have you know you can't be good all the time. You can't be good all the time, but this deterioration has been happening over a two- year period. When you lose that dressing room, when you have a fine young quarterback that's running for his life that is clearly at odds, I'm talking about Zach Calaris. You can't fire all the players. All right. So, My prediction is he will be fired by Labor Day. Okay. All right. They're 0-6. And, the only re- and this year, again, we are going to be life and death to have, there'll be a crossover, meaning if the f- third-place team in the East record is not as good as the fourth in the West, they'll come over, and they're coming over. So there's only going to be two playoff spots available in the East. And God bless Ricky Ray. He's out there at 40 years old with binder twine and glue on him. And playing his hard out. Is he forty? He he's forty. Really? Wow. He's forty. He's been in this league almost twenty years. I know. And had a fine career, but he's he's, he's done. Had a great. He's career. physically done. So yeah. I mean, and they put a pretty good cast around him. And Mark Tressman who was a coach in Montreal, who coached the Chicago Bears in, in, in the NFL, has come back up, and he's a good football guy. Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool. You ever see him on the sidelines? Pretty much doesn't he really is cool out there. But that's my other big concern, of course, is the move to BMO which should have worked because you downsize, you put the seats in demand, you have a nice area to play. When I mean, you can't put 12,000 yeah. people in there. It's, is that what it is, 12,000? Yes,
0: Really? Yeah. Well, are we not an NFL city? Is that what it is? We? We. We. Well, I say You're we. talking about Toronto.
1: Yes. No, they're not an NFL city. All they are is sure a, bunch they of, are. a bunch of people that are in football pools. They could care less about the freaking... Um, Detroit Lions. All they care about is if they have them in the pool on the weekend. Oh, I see. That, that, I have said this. There, in my lifetime, and I hopefully have a few years left on this planet. There'll never be an NFL team in Toronto. They're not, not interested. <clears throat> well, if the Argos, they should move out to Belleville.
0: Okay, if they should move the to Belleville, team. then uh, there's an opening for an NFL team here. I mean, no, they'll put another hockey team in Toronto before
1: they'll put an <laughs> NFL team in there.
0: And yeah, I think there's a there's a there's some kind of a clause that we're going to protect the CFL, right? Because that's where all our our American players go that don't make the NFL.
1: They don't go to Toronto exclusively, but they'd be a whole <laughs> lot better.
0: <laughs> I know that, but the, but the CFL is a sort of a catch basin. Is
1: it? We we it is it less so than it was back in the, the you know the days when you know the Amer- African American quarterback was given no hope they'd come up here and hone their skills. But, but do, JC do, Watts, do we
0: still have the, the Canadian content? We have Canadian content. We They've have, changed it from we have Canadian to have American
1: 12 or what? Yes, but they're now called internationals and nationals. But the NFL has expanded their rosters from what they were in the seventies and eighties where they didn't they didn't have the ability to carry as many players. They do now. They've expanded their rosters. So they have guys sitting down there that normally would be up here playing. So the talent pool has been watered down. It's harder to attract better Americans. What we need in this league, because we have a good, good, vibrant college football program in Western Canada and in Quebec. If I'm the coach of one of these CFL teams, and hiring a Canadian coach would be step one, I would build my can I would plug my Canadians into skill positions, into running backs, and into quarterbacks, and free up some of your Americans for other positions. However, that's another story for another day because running backs like John Cornish, now you don't have to go back too far. They had wonderful careers in the CFL. We've, we've tangented it a little bit. Big, big issues in Toronto. Ultimately, they, there's going to have to be a decision made there because they're not going to continually throw money in there. And it comes back to the old issue. Oh, dear. Toronto is the center of the universe. All the ad revenue goes through Toronto for TSN, who broadcast the league exclusively. We can't exist without a team in Toronto. That is nonsense. The GTA practically spreads now from Oshawa to St. Catharines. All I'm saying is, call them the Argonauts, call them the whatever's, but get them out of downtown Toronto. Well, there, there was a there was a move at one
0: time to put it up at uh, well Woodbine is one, but the other one was where was the other one up at uh, Yorkdale area there?
1: Yeah, near the uh, that big uh, the big uh, air. Downsview, 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 downsview yes, downsview. of course. Well,
0: well, there was a stadium going to go in there. What happened to that?
1: Well, I've got to be a little politically correct here. With the changing demographic of the GTA culturally, if you come from a country where you've never seen a football, you've seen you've, soccer. You've huh? seen soccer. You've seen cricket. You've seen other things. It's a hard sell, and I'm not. And it does got nothing to do with different cultures to support different professional sports. Once you get into a more, I don't want to call Kitchener a hinterland or Oshawa, but you are going to get more of a Anglo-Saxon mix that has a history with their parents and grandparents with or, football. Or, or Newmarket. Or Newmarket, yeah. exactly. Or York yeah. Region or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or Wasaga or Beach. Let's put a team here. Okay. They made a mistake that. with Wonderland. I'm, I'm going to lobby Brian Smith <laughs> to move the Toronto Argonauts here.
0: Okay. What do we call them? The Wasaga Beach Argonauts?
1: And the Wasaga Knots. <laughs> the Wasaga We're going to resurrect. We're going to get Pete Martin out of retirement. Oh, Pete's here. The three of us are going oh. to go in the booth. Yeah, okay. And we are going to broadcast the Wasaga Knots. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I think we've had enough of this. Larry doesn't play here anymore. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm in a we're, good mood. We're going to go crazy here. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Brian, and that's going to inject... A ton of revenue in here in the in the summer and the fall. Okay,
0: and, and thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been another edition of Larry doesn't play here anymore. Thank you,
1: Bill. See you at the ball game.
0: Okay. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio.
1: The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach,
0: Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga
1: Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, mayor of the town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.